That's into right field. Long run for Pilar. And Pilar all out into foul territory to make the play. Bogarts with a drive out to right field. Judges back on it, and that one's gone. Against all odds, here's a high fly ball driven deep to right. Verdugo back to the pen. Leaps up. He caught it. He caught the ball. He took it back. And I will keep on waiting for a better day. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Pesky Poll Podcast. My name is Robert, your host, as is every week. I hope you guys are having an amazing week. For my returners, I apologize that there was no upload on Sunday as usual. A lot of stuff happened trying to get back from school. I did record an episode on Friday, but it was very rushed and I just didn't like it. You know, I'm not going to sit here and put out bad episodes for you guys. So I'm going to put out good episodes. I'm recording this on Tuesday at midnight, basically. So it's basically Wednesday when you guys are seeing this. You guys will be seeing this on Sunday, not Sunday, on Wednesday this time, episode 46, I believe. So once again, I hope you guys are having an amazing day. We got some good Red Sox news to get into. Without further ado, let's just get right into it. For the YouTube people, you can see this beautiful face as it's every week. I know I look not as great as I usually do, but this is my new setup. It look the wall looks a little green, but it's it's a white wall. I am in my college dorm. This is where you're gonna see me for the next four months about, hopefully. God praying, I get to stay at school this entire time. Like I said, 17 hours to get up here. It was a struggle. That's why I've been extremely tired over the past couple days. But Spotify and iTunes gang, I never forget about you guys. How you guys doing today? I always appreciate all the support you guys give me, and it has been a ton lately. So that being said, let's get into our first bit of news, which is actually very, very sad. It's it's a very, very, very sad day. If you're a Red Sox fan. Now, when I started watching Red Sox baseball, I was eight years old. It's 2007, right? I still remember sitting there watching the games, buying some DVDs so I can rewatch that 2007 playoff run over and over and over. I watched that so many times that I would remember the plays that happened before they would happen on the TV. I was that much in love with that 07 team. And one of the guys that was a rookie back in 07, he wore the number 64. It was in the 60s, his first year. Our boy Dustin Pedroia is ready to call it quits. He hasn't been able to play that much ever since 2018, whenever it was that he last played for the Red Sox. It's been obviously a while. He is finally ready to hang him up and call it call it a career. And this is really, really, really great gesture by Dustin Pedroia. He is walking now, so we don't own $12 million a season. We get to keep that $12 million. And who knows, maybe Haim and Pedroia have sat down and had some talks and said, look, we need this money for free agency. You are already getting paid. He had a $110 million contract spread out over eight years. So he had already made close to $98 million. I mean, $12 million is a lot of money, but compared to what he has already made over his career, you know, he was 
he was willing to give up that um, to give up that last twelve million dollars. And this this situation reminds me a lot of a uh, David Wright. If y'all remember David Wright way back in the day, right? He cut off the last year of his contract so he could retire early, give the Mets some breathing room, give them some cap room, and you know just kind of help them out and get them out of where they were before. So. Like I said, I had to start off the episode with this. It sucks to watch Justin Pedroia walk away like this. It really, really does. It makes me so sad, right? Because like I said, he was one of those guys that I watched growing up. And I know Ari is watching this episode right now. And I know Ari is pissed about the same thing too. Because Ari and I, we both have a love for our boy, Dustin Pedroia. It's... I really don't know what to say about it. I really don't. It's going to take me some time to really process that because I literally just found out this news a couple hours ago, maybe one to two hours ago. It's playing video games with one of my boys, and he just says out of the blue, Dustin Pejoria is calling it. I'm like, oh. man. Now, like, I'm going to keep saying it. It hurts. That one hurts. All right? But, you know, he hasn't been able to play in years. So, you know, it's the best decision for everyone, in all honesty. So, there hasn't really been a lot of Red Sox news this week. This week is more of a uh, news complaining. It's more about me complaining than anything else. All right? Because um, there are a lot of questions going on for the Red Sox this year. All right? Main question, will we trade Andrew Benatendi? That question should be in all y'all's damn minds for the next two months. Why? Because that can truly affect how our prospect game is going to be and can open up some outfield time for an up-and-coming outfielder. I don't know. I get it. Andrew Benintendi's young, but his, like I've said every episode, his career has just been on a downhill slope. He should have been traded this weekend. Somehow it's Tuesday going into Wednesday, and he's still on the team. I honestly don't know how he's doing it, but Heim hasn't found the right trade partner yet. It's looking like there's some serious talks right now that he's going for a starting pitcher prospect or an outfield prospect. Personally, I think we need more pitching than outfield because we got uh, Duran, Rosario, Wilson, Geddes. We got those four who, at least two of them, have major league potential. Uh, Duran and Wilson. Geddes is a huge power guy. And um, I just forgot the last guy's name. Like I said, it's been night. It just slips through the mind quickly. But y'all, y'all get it. So... We got plenty of outfielders. We have plenty of young outfielders ready to go. We need starting pitching. So if he can get any good young pitching prospect, somebody like um, a Connor Siebold maybe, you know, somebody obviously not that high up in an organization because no one's going to pay that much for Andrew Benatendi, but at least a decent um, pitcher, somebody that's at least okay that can maybe make the rotation for the Red Sox in three to four years. You know, give us a little bit of building blocks to build upon. Point is, we need pitching. That's that's the main point here. If that means getting rid of Andrew Benintendi, that means getting rid of Andrew Benintendi. I love the guy. I love what he's done for the Red Sox. He made one of the clutchest catches for the Red Sox in the past decade, I'd say. One of the most clutch catches. Not only for the Red Sox, but just the MLB entirely. I right, get one of the greatest catches I've ever seen. That's just me, though. Y'all know exactly what catch I'm talking about. And he's had many other uh, defensive masterpieces that he's really been able to grow upon, you know? But at the same time, 
we need a bat. He's not JBJ-level defense. So that means you need at least some sort of offense to make up for that. If you're JBJ-level style of defense, you don't need offense because that's your thing. You're one of the best in the league at it. You can suck at everything else, but if you're great at one thing, you're great at one thing. All right? DHs. Obviously, they're not the best fielders. That's why they're DHs. They're getting played to their strengths. Defensive masterpieces like JBJ are used for defensive masterpieces. Andrew Benintendi isn't a specialist in anything. He's just kind of, I mean, he's a decent fielder, above average, I'd say, above average fielder. Decent speed, I'd say about average. Terrible contact, terrible power, good plate recognition. That's about what we got here. All right, if I was to say anything, his best attribute is the play recognition. He His on-base percentage was like 300 last year strictly because he was walking all the time. He had a 103 batting average but a th- over a 300 um, on-base. He was just lug- uh, he was just really taking his time and trying to find his pitches. But, you know, if pitches weren't walking him, he was getting out. It's that simple. I, I really hope he does get traded, or if he doesn't, he really just makes me eat my words and turns it around. Because if he can do that, I'm good with it. You know what I mean? So we'll, we'll, we'll really see how that one goes. I'm just really hoping that High makes the best decision for the Red Sox, whatever he feels that is. And, but I know I say it all the time. I trust Haim. But it's slowly and slowly starting to decline, like, like how it was with Renneke. All right, y'all know how it was with Renneke. Y'all remember Ron Renneke. I tried to drink away the pain. Unfortunately, I don't drink, so I wasn't able to. Right, But Ron Renneke, right, we started out as I trust Renneke. The players love him. It's great. And then 24 wins. Exactly. You know, it's, it's one of those things that you just got to mentally, like, it's just, just slowly losing trust in the guy. Haim hasn't pulled the trigger at all. We've needed three starting pitchers. Uh, th- not starting. We needed just three pitchers after we got um, Garrett Whitlock. So we got Whitlock. He came on. Great. Good, good Rule 5 draft pick from everything that I've seen. Yes, he obviously hasn't been able to prove himself in the MLB level yet. And yes, I am showing bias because he was kind enough to be on the show. But good pick. Good pickup. You then go and you sign Martin Perez back. Great pickup. All right. Dude came out and he balled out last year. Proved to be a serviceable man in the rotation. Fine. Very good. We still need two more pieces. We need another starter and a starter slash reliever, whichever you want. Probably a long reliever, I would say, if anything. Because right now for starters, we have, for opening day, we have Perez, Avaldi, Hauk, Pavetta, and want to say Whitlock? That's our that's our starting five right now. Those are our guys. We definitely need a starting pitcher, and we need a got to come out of the pen. We have just been watching guys go down left and right to other good teams that the Red Sox could easily throw another offer for that exceeds the amount of money that other teams are offering them. But you have guys like Kluber, right? We've been saying all this time we wanted Kluber, right? We had the money to outbid anybody who wanted Kluber. Yes, he is old, but he is exactly what we needed for this Red Sox starting pitching. 
Not only that, for the mentorship of those young guys, bring in this 34-year-old Kluber. Corey Kluber was great in his prime. He was amazing in his prime. You don't think he could come in and teach Tanner Houck and Nick Pavetta and, um, and Garrett Whitlock and all these other young kids something about pitching? Hell yeah, he can. He can come in here and just really help with their development because we're obviously not going to win this year. So if helping them with development means paying him $13 million for one year, <laughs> you do it. You make sure you do it. But the Yankees were able to come in, sweep in, and take take Kluber for $11 million. That that one was a sting to the gut. Obviously, no hate to Kluber because he made the best decision for what he thought himself and his family needed. But at the same time, the Red Sox couldn't put out better off than that. We really couldn't, right? From this um, article I'm looking at, it says the Red Sox had interest in Corey Kluber, but he went, but Kluber went to go sign with the Yankees. The Red Sox were ready to make a move on Kluber and believe the deal received from the Yankees was a reasonable one. Um, and then it says, however, at the time when the Sox are trying to upgrade, not for 2021, but also the longer term, the team may have referred a different contract structure. Plus, perhaps one with an option for 2022. So they basically wanted to hit him up with a one-year deal plus a question mark for 2022 if they wanted to still keep him. But Kluber just wanted his one-year deal. And at that point, we just need something for the now also. We need to look long-term, which we have those pitchers for the long-term, but we need something for the now. We need to at least remain halfway competitive this year. Obviously, I'm not expecting championship or bust, I'm barely expecting playoffs. I don't think we're going to, I think we're going to be the fourth best team in the, um, I think we're going to be the fourth best team in the AL East, if I'm being completely honest with y'all. We're going to be the fourth best team. And I'll get into that later because Tampa Bay just slid down to third. Toronto, what's going on? How are my Toronto fans out there doing? So I'm going to guess it's pretty damn good. So, Yankees ended up getting a little bit better with signing Kluber. That was the last team I wanted him to go to, too. The last one. They were gutted on pitching. We needed to take him out of the hands of the Yankees. But yet we couldn't get an offer better than $11 million. At this point, what are we going to get? What are we going to do? All right, that's about all the Red Sox news I got for y'all. Because so much happened around the MLB. Uh, we got four things to talk about, three of them being actual news and one just being kind of funny. All right. Toronto, like I said, raise it up one time. You just got the guy that came in here in 2019, pitched 60 games, 60 innings, 41 saves, led the league, 41 saves. Obviously, 2020 was a very, very weird year. He only pitched four innings. I think he was hurt most of the year. Correct me if I'm wrong. But Toronto got Yates, and that one killed. That one killed. Adding a elite-level talent at closer to that already young, up-and-coming and and, uh, team in general, but a great pitching rotation, too. That team just became the second best team in the AL East. Yankees are still number one. Blue Jays are sliding up to number two. Tampa's number three. Red Sox number four. We don't talk about the Orioles. That's how it is now. 
It's why you're looking at the title. First is the worst. Blue Jays second best. That it hurts. This has been this has been a very very disappointing week. If you're a Red Sox fan, from the last time I talked to you on uh, Wednesday the thirteenth, uh, I was with Salucci then, and I only talked about Benny. So even before then, Sunday the tenth, the the tenth, the eleventh, somewhere around there. Y'all you know what I'm talking about. Since I talked to you guys a while ago about Red Sox news with my boy Adam, there's been a lot to really not be happy about with this team. This team remains stagnant while everyone else shoots up for the stars. Obviously, like I said, we're not looking to compete. If you think we're competing this year, you got another thing coming. Prepare for another losing season. Prepare for literally another 2020 in terms of Red Sox baseball. That's how it's going to be. That's how it is going to be, my friends. And there's really nothing we can do to stop it. We just have to sit here, take the blows again. All right? We've been through this before, and we'll do it again. But Kirby Yates, man. I go out here and get one of the best closing pitchers in baseball. If you look back at Ari and I's closing pitcher list, I believe it was episode 11 of this. We had Yates, I think, number two on the list. Dude's a stud. 1.19 ERA. 1.19 ERA. It's deadly. It's deadly. Anybody could use this dude. Only allowed eight earned runs in 2019. Eight. I don't even know. I'm pretty sure we I'm pretty sure we had dudes last year in 2020 put up allow more earned runs in one game than that. Alright, Andrew Triggs, where are you at? No idea. Ugh, not even to mention that. Then they decided to go out. All right, and show us they have the cojones. All right. They came out here and they said, I got balls. And we said, okay, yeah, you got balls. And then they said, no, I got balls. And then we're just like, okay, okay, pull, pull your pants up. Pull your pants up. We don't, we don't want to see no more. They end up getting their guy, which is a relief to me that now Jackie Bradley Jr. is not going to be a Blue Jay. He's probably going to be a Met, if anything. Let me just see. Hopefully no news has happened on him, because if so, I'm going to be mad. But National Center fielder, blah, blah, blah. Uh, the Mets. Yeah, it's looking like it's going to be between the um, Astros and the Mets. That was going to be. So he's not coming back to Boston, sadly. Whatever. But – Back to Springer, six-year, $150 million. That's around the ballpark of what I think George Springer is worth. I was saying more a five for 100, but I can see a six for 150 happening with the guy. Just the problem is the back half of the contract is going to eat you up. That's how it is. Back half of that contract is going to suck. But for now, like I said, you already have Vlad, you have Bichette, you have um, Biggio. Those are your three that you're building around. All right, plus you have, um, I'm going to forget this, a meme from episode one is already back. Hansan Ryu, or however you want to pronounce his name. I forget. Like I said, it's midnight. Cut me some slack. I'm not a late person. I just had to record an episode for you guys. I've had a long day. I don't want to talk about it. All right. This, they're, the question is, are they better than the Yankees with these two moves? 
getting the save leader in 2019, Kirby Yates, and getting a good offensive and defensive outfielder in George Springer. Are they good enough to beat the Yankees? I say no. Are they good enough to pick the playoffs? I say they're finally going to make that step. My boys up north, the uh, Two Compass podcast, must really, really be happy right now. They they did it. They got the guys. You know? Like I said, it's just sad to sit here and just think about the Red Sox could have had this. They could have had this guy. They could have had that guy. They could have had anybody that they want. They had the money to. Obviously, I didn't want Springer. But you could have gone out and signed a guy like Kirby Yates. All right. How old was dude? I don't know. I got rid of the page. But he's not terribly old, I don't believe. You could have given him the money. All right. I know um, Toronto had the money. But we had the money too. Because we were able to get under the luxury tax, we have plenty of money to work with. It's uh, Plus, another guy that we wanted to have. That could have been more a mentor to our younger guys than actually contributing to this Red Sox team. John Lester, he's at the Nationals now. That would have been the easiest snag of free agency. That would have given me a shot of that good old-fashioned nostalgia. And yet we just let him walk away and sign with the Nats. It's, it's, that's what we're doing. This is really what we're doing. All right, we ain't just just nothing. We're going to wait till every team's gotten their fair share of guys, and then we're going to come out here. We're going to get Jeff Odorizzi, which is going to be cool. If he signs somewhere else, y'all going to see me chuck a, chuck a cup full of chocolate milk. All right, that's what's going to happen. We need Jake Odorizzi, which is looking like we're going to get him for around three-year, $40 million, about $13 million a year, somewhere in that ballpark. And then we need another starting pitcher. Kluber's gone. Lester's gone. If we need a closing pitcher, Yates is gone. Musgrove's gone. Everybody that we had on our list, they're just vanishing one by one by one. We're sitting here. And our best free agent signing so far. I know it's been a cold off season for everyone that's not named Padres or Mets. But everyone's gone. Even Musgrove. Like I said, Musgrove is now then the Padres. Another one. Easy potential trade target to look for. Pirates are looking for anything. Just give them a couple prospects and boom, we got Musgrove. Nope. Not a thing. It's not a thing to happen. Like I said, our best signing right now is Martin Perez. All right, a guy who was already on a team option that we could have just accepted. Our best free agent signing is Martin Perez. Just, I know Martin Perez is good, and I like Martin Perez now. Good guy. But was it worth it? Is that worth it? All right, for that to be our big free agent signing so far, we're two-thirds of the way through January. All right, it's January 20th. It's it's not worth it. All right, we deserve better as Red Sox fans. Us Red Sox fans are known for perfection. All right, like I said, obviously we're not going to get perfection. Don't expect perfection. But the Red Sox fans are used to instant gratification. 
They're used to signing whoever they wanted, trading for whoever they wanted, and just picking guys out, taking a couple years off, and then boom, right back at it. But every year, you get slowly better. You don't remain stagnant. You go from winning a championship to barely making slash missing the playoffs to suck, and then you slowly climb that ladder. We hit bottom. We've already been through that pain, and thank God it was only during a six-game season. Now we have to slowly go up and up and up. Right now, we are just going the opposite. It's looking like we might not even hit 70 wins this year if we don't sign Odorusi plus somebody else. We might not even win 70, which is fine because we'll get our young guys some extra innings, but at the same time, we have a top-five offense in the league right now. You can't tell me, assuming we don't trade Benny, which we're probably going to, that Vasquez, um, J.D., Chavis, Dahlbeck, Xander, Rafi, Benny, Verdugo, and Renfro isn't a top-five offense in the league? 100% a top-five offense in the league, if not top-10. If you guys don't want to say top-five, top-10 easily. Y'all can agree with me on that one, right? What do we do? What are we doing? What are we doing here? All right, we all know our focus is pitching. Let's go out there and sign two damn pitchers. Two of them. There ain't even that much left. Like I said, it's Odorizzi, who's looking like he's just sitting here waiting for something. And then, who else? All right, we got Renfro. Great. Looking like the next Kevin Pillar. And I really want him to be the next Kevin Pillar. We re-signed Martin Perez. Great. He had a good year last year, but we could have had just had the team option on him and just agreed to the team option. Here we are. Our biggest signing was, what, 35-year-old Hunter Renfro? Cool. So we got under the luxury tax for this. This, this is really what we got under the luxury tax for. Remember that. Not even to sign JBJ back. Not even to try and throw an offer at Mookie in free agency. We went under the luxury tax so far. To get maybe Jake Odoruzzi, Hunter Renfro, and re-sign Martin Perez. That's it. It's not the best time to be a Red Sox fan. Like I said, my allegiance never goes away. I always bleed Red Sox. And I will. till the day the Lord takes me back up. But right now, it's getting harder and harder and harder. All right. Let's, let's back up for a second. All right, I got three more things to talk to you guys about. And I know it's been a shorter episode, and I apologize. Rambling by myself is very hard in these episodes. So whenever you see just me, it's going to be a shorter episode, probably around 30 minutes. I don't know. It's If you guys could help me out with this, it'd be great. But I need to just get more guests, and that one's on me. I've been struggling this week. Hope you guys understand. I know it's not the most entertaining to just hear my voice. You would like to hear me banter off somebody else, but that'll come later. If you guys have any guests that you really want to see or have a realistic expectation of me seeing, comment down below. I'll let you guys know if I can figure out anything. But let's let's go to something where we can laugh a little bit. Mets fans, I know you guys had a fun couple weeks. You got your trade for Lindor. Uh, you trade for, who was it, Carrasco? I think that's his name. You know who I'm talking about, the relief pitcher. Y'all got a good overhaul. 
right? Uh, your general manager, though, named Jared Porter. Y'all Mets fans know that, all right? I got a Mets fan. His name is Anthony. All right, man, with Seton Hall. Great guy, funny dude. Always told me uh, the Mets were going to make the playoffs last year. That was a really funny story, wasn't it, Anthony? Uh, yeah, your general manager uh, was, let's say, how do I put this correctly? He was um, snapping pictures of the pitch tent and uh, sending them to a female reporter in um, 2016. All right, he was working for the Cubs at the time, and he was apparently in some sort of relationship. Uh, the article says, the woman, a foreign correspondent who had moved to the United States to cover Major League Baseball, said at one point she ignored more than 60 messages from Porter before he decided to send a photo. The text relationship started casually before Porter, the Chicago Cubs director of professional scouting, began complimenting her appearance, inviting her to meet him in various cities, and asking why she was ignoring him. As the text showed he had stopped responding to Peter, that's Porter, he had sent a photo of pants featuring... Do I need to explain? All right. So, um, let me just let me just have a talk. All right, let's just sit down and talk. For all my young men out there, all right, I would say guys in between thirteen and twenty. All right, let's let's sit down and have a talk. All right, because this is actually a very important issue. All right, this is something a lot of guys really struggle with is catching social cues. All right, first, note of business: if she ignores you, move on. All right. Uh, do your own strategy. But what I really like to do is if I'm texting a girl, things are going well. All right. Then she just stops texting me. I'm going to text her, you know, once every other day. I'm just going to say, hey, what's up? All right. So I'll do that maybe two or three times. Stretch out over a week. Just say, hey, what's up? And if I don't get anything then, maybe one more message a week later. If that doesn't work, I'm out. All right, if someone's not going to put in the effort in that, I don't care if you're a 1 or if you're a 10. I'm not I'm not going to go for it, you know. It's it's not worth it, boys. All right. Two, never ever ever send the picture of Private Johnson without express consent. All right. Private Johnson remains private for a reason. He stays where no man should go. Let's leave it at that. All right? No need to let him lead the troops. All right? No need to let him salute. All right? No woman, no woman needs to be saluted by that. And I'm really hoping this doesn't get demonetized. All right? I'm trying to remain as clean as possible here. All right? I haven't said anything that's vulgar. I've just said things implying. All right? But Jared Porter was obviously uh, released from his managerial duties with the Mets. And there is a full report going out on him over his, um, yeah, let's just, let's just leave it at that, my friends. I still, I'm sorry, that's just too funny.
<laughs> oh my god, Ari would have just you know remember Ari. Ari would have a field day over that one. <laughs> he wouldn't stop. That okay, if Ari was here, I know that was like a five minute segment. That segment would go for twenty minutes, and y'all could completely agree to that. Y'all know, y'all remember, y'all know Ari. He's he's too much of a jokester. So I decided to ask you guys one thing over um, one thing for the DMs. I know I put it out late, so I didn't get a ton of responses, but most of the ones that I got weren't really too helpful for me. I said I'm making a new playlist. Give me some new songs that you guys got. All right, what's a good song that's stuck in your head? Right, and the one main um, DM that I got was from my boy JD, who's always there, and he said John Party if I'm in the country. Now let me tell you, all right, I live in Tennessee. It is a sin to not like country music if you live in Tennessee. All right, first of all, I've already loved John Party's album. That one was a gimme. I love that album a lot. I listened to about. Half, two-thirds of the song. So, still love that album. Love John Party. Just a, a very laid-back country singer. You know, isn't really going to impress you with his vocal skill, but just to give you some good, entertaining, fun-loving songs. That's just who he is. You know, then you have guys like Chris Stapleton, who's going to give you very soulful music with an extremely, extremely talented voice. I love Chris Stapleton, if any of y'all want some good music to listen to. Eric. One song that's really been stuck in my head, though, is um, if you guys ever get a chance and you guys are more in the pop kind of area, uh, listen to a song by Noah Shinaki called To Every Girl I Ever Loved. That song has been stuck in my head for weeks. All right. Not even joking. I'll listen to that song. I'll get in the car, and that'll be one of the first songs I play. It's just got a good downbeat behind it. You know, I'm a very, like I said, I'm a dancer. I'm a very musical guy, right? Someone's just an entertaining beat won't get me. It's got to have some good lyrics. It's got to have some flow. It's got to have some good key change. You know, it's got to have all this stuff for me. I'm sorry. So John Party was a very, very good thing. Let's get into the final thing of just one thing that I liked this, um, this week. Like I said, I moved up to college, right? I took the trip from Southern Tennessee to Southern Massachusetts. Usually a 17-hour trip. I left at 6 p.m. and got here at uh, about 9.30 in the morning. So with doing that trip overnight, cut the trip down to about 15 and a half hours. Let me tell you, I was sending it a little. I was full speed. Nah, I'm kidding. I would usually go about 10 miles over, and I was able to get here in 15 and a half hours. Good trip. Wasn't that bad. Just once sunrise hit, I was so tired. I couldn't keep going. Trip was exactly 999 miles on the dot. 999. So, you know, it was it was something special. I've made this trip uh, one, two, three. I want to say this is my sixth time making this trip. Sounds about right. My sixth time making this trip. So it's not like I'm not used to it. Right? This trip is hard. I made the trip down once last year on Christmas when my family originally moved. Once to get back up to school, once to go down for spring break when we never um, 
never were able to go back up to school because everything was canceled. And then September, I made a trip up and back um, for a miniature vacation before school started. So yeah, this was trip number six. Now I'm doing this. Highly, highly recommend you don't do this more than twice. I recommend traveling a lot. I love traveling. I love getting to see new things. But, you know. Speaking of, though, college, it's not the greatest. All right. Shower water pressure is terrible. My room is 13 and a half feet by seven and a half, by like eight and a half feet. All right. It's not a big room at all. It's not in the slightest. I got to kind of move things around to kind of make the setup a little better. But I'll figure that out when I get there, you know. Right now, it's serviceable. School's going to start in uh, five days or so. So I got the time to figure that out. And the next time you guys see an episode on Sunday, obviously the Lord's Day, it'll be my birthday. So happy birthday, me. I'm going to be 22. I'm senior in college, you know, finally able to get out. But I will be turning 22, and I can't be more excited. Now, I'm one of those dudes that don't like to celebrate my birthday that much. So, going to be a day as usual. I'm going to record this on a Saturday night or Saturday morning. I'm going to upload it by Sunday, get you guys some good content. And it would be the world for me if next video you smashed the like button for me or hit a follow for me. Truly appreciate it. Y'all don't even know. But, like I always want to say, thank you guys so much for all the support you give me. I know this is a hard time trying to transition from having Ari here consistently to now me trying to go from guest to guest to guest. And just planning guests insanely hard, and I'm hoping it gets easier once school starts, but it might not. It might just be me and Adam, or me and Brian, or me and the two Compass boys. It might just be something like that. I'll, I'll do my best, all right? That's all I can promise you. But like I always say, I keep it right here, all right? The good Lord, you believe, keep him very, very close to you. Y'all don't know when you guys are going to need him. Trust me means a lot to me. It could mean a lot to you. I just love sharing that with you guys. That always remains right here on my desk, right by the door. So whenever I walk in, I know the good news is right there. So once again, really appreciate you guys for watching. Roll that outro music. May the Lord bless you guys. Hopefully you have an amazing week. Hopefully the Red Sox get better. I will see you guys in the next one. I've been looking at a photograph